This week's episode is brought to you by Retainers. The only thing that can keep your teeth in control after you get your braces out so that you don't look like Kat Dennings in two months. Retainers. I gotta wear these for how long? Hey everybody, welcome to I'm Atlas. And I'm Matt. And I'm Root Beer. And today we're talking about control decks. Um, specifically, what are they? What impact do they have on the metagame? And how good are they for the health of Vanguard in general? I can't believe I said that without tripping over any words. Right. Yay. <laughs> so I guess I, I'll start with like how I think about control decks. The way I think about control decks, I think of a collection, a a strategy focused around prolonging the game and winning through either a very powerful but slow card, or you know cards. Or grinding out, finally just whittling your opponent of resources and eventually winning that way. Um, I think in Vanguard, there are not very many control decks. Just because, like... Like, so in Magic, you know, control decks are very obvious, right? Yeah. You have, like... The decks are full of kill spells, they're full of counter spells, they're full of, like, maybe a bunch of card draw, like, instant speed advantage... And then they have some win condition. Sometimes decks play exactly one win condition. And they're like, that's enough. <laughs> and they're like, I will never play this in a situation where you can kill it. Ever. Because why would they do that? Right. You just play some unkillable threat. You drag the game out until you can cast it and they literally cannot deal with it. And you kill them with it. That's how a lot, some control decks work in Magic. Other control decks in Magic could kill them outright. Like, they'll be like, alright, I've dragged the game long enough, you're dead. Like, you're, I'm gonna just kill you. Mm-hmm. But, in Vanguard, we don't have cards like that, right? We don't have, like, a card that says, oh, if you have 16 cards face up in your G-Zone, mm-hmm. you win the game. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, when this goes back to G-Zone, if you have 16 face up, you win the game. They do it if you have uh, 13 Vanish deleted. <laughs> Which is, like, even worse, right? Or, like, even, like, some other number, or, like, Four of this card face up, you know, something silly like that. Yeah, but it doesn't flip itself up, so you actually have to stride four times. Like that mm-hmm. would create a control end game mm-hmm. that doesn't rely on attacking. But the way the game is structured, you have to deal six damage to your opponent, meaning you have to be attacking early. Yeah. yeah. So the only real way you can have a control strategy is either a Glendios or B. Uh, I guess, like, the modern chaos. Yeah. And everything else is... Kind of, then there's, like, aggro strategies, which are, like, pre-stride strategies, like the leaders. And then there are, like... Or not even that, strategies. just, like, killing on grade 3. A lot of them try to do that now. Yeah, which is, like, aggressive compared to... I mean, everything else is basically a mid-range strategy. Of mm-hmm. just, like, gain advantage, uh, attack you when I can, get in damage, you know, like, normal gameplay. Like, so... The question is, like, I think the question maybe we should be asking is how would a control deck that's not Link Joker look in Vanguard? Mega Colony, I guess? <laughs> yeah, that's the only other thing I could think of is Mega Colony, because it kind of stops you playing the game by, like, blocking calls and stunning units. Right. And so I guess we should look at the original Dark Face, who has uh, an auto an auto ability that when your opponent's regard is placed in a regard circle, you can soul blast two and rest that unit. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is kind of the first, like, Vanguard reactive card that just, like, does something when your opponent places something. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to rest that. I'm going to rest that. I'm going to rest that. And this kind of was, like, could have been an interesting direction, but I think the problem with this particular card is there's a huge decision trees attached to it. Because you're like, your opponent plays a card, and you're like, do I want to rest this? And if you don't, then if they don't call anything else, you're just like, oh, that's annoying. And then if you do, and they call something else, and you're like, do I want to rest this too? Like, you don't get that many turns out of it, because it costs soul bless too. Yeah. And it, mm-hmm. even like, even later, when they got more soul engine stuff, it wasn't really enough. Right. Because soul bless too is a lot. Like, even in games where you have a lot of soul, like, you can't do that forever. Yeah. Um, but, and this was, it seems like it was made to exactly get rid of spikes, right? <laughs> but, like, why? <laughs> I don't know. It just, it, it just seems like a random, like, hatred for Spike Brothers. Yeah, I guess we should start out with what control decks are not. And yeah. just because something has, quote, a removal spell and in Vanguard, this is going to be like removal G-Guardians, does not make it a control deck. So you, you hear that people, Kagero is not technically a control deck. Because otherwise, why would aggro decks play removal spells in other card games? I mean, the 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 idea that people have behind it is because they have Denial Drift and Defeat Flare, it causes you to play differently in that you either take steps against it by you know playing more resist units or stuff that gets resist, or uh, you play like you try and bait it, where you play a little more conservatively and make it look like this is your bait gambit, and then when they yeah. use the denial griffin, you're like, okay, no, this is the real one, you know. I actually do think that Kagero uh, is decently close to a control deck, but it's but it's not simply because of the way Vanguard is structured, uh-huh. like how you have to play the game basically, <laughs> mm-hmm. which kind of sucks. So what would you call it then? It's just like a mid-range light, or like a. It's like a mid-range. It's just a mid-range deck, like everything else. It's just like a really powerful one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Narukami especially is not a control deck. It's just blowing shit up left and right. <laughs> yeah. So if you look at Eradicators, I think that was the first deck in this game that was kind of like a tempo deck. Yeah. Because basically, a lot of the retires were on call. Mm-hmm. So what you wanted to do was, is you wanted to, so your opponent would call shit, you would call shit, kill their shit, attack a Vanguard. So you're gaining up on resources while never stopping attacking the Vanguard, right? Mm-hmm. So you just get a temporary advantage of, I'm going to kill your guy, I'm going to lose my guy eventually probably, but it's alright. He already did his job, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, that's why I thought about Eradicators the first time. Then they started switching into this other role, and I didn't like it as much. What, the binding stuff? Yeah, like... the Yeah, Thunderstrike, I think, it was awful. Like, I don't even sure why it exists. It's just like, let's make this restrictive keyword for no reason. Restrictive keyword. I mean, it seems, it seems like they kind of fixed it, but it took them, like, what, ten sets? Yeah, but it's still yeah. not usable. Like with like, if they print stuff like, if they want to print subclan support, like generics or generic support, it can't have Thunderstrike. But they want all the generic support to have their fucking keyword. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Where like other clans just don't have this problem. 
Like, who cares if you know generic Gear Chronicles Four has Timely written on it or whatever? Or now if they're all ZTBs, <laughs> right? I mean, that's that's not even something that's intrusive. You can just slap that on there, and it's not a big deal, right? Like, it's a ZTB, but you can play it whenever you want. Yeah. I just think it's funny that like they made a big deal about Zodiac Time Beast being twelve, and now there's like eight hundred, and like, <laughs> this is a pretty big Zodiac. I don't think there's that many months in a year. I'm not an expert on the Zodiac. What? I'm an expert. <laughs> don't look at me. So, in terms of, like, how control decks affect the metagame, do you think it, it it's, a, it's good or bad? So, in my experiences, people often react poorly to control decks because... Yes, they do. <laughs> they're kind of obnoxious to play against because, like... You you get yourself in this situation where you feel like no matter what you do, your opponent just has the answer, mm-hmm. which should which I mean which if the control deck you know is lucky should ha- like is going to happen some percentage of the time. But what's frustrating is when you feel like there's nothing you can do. Like they should have the answers, but not one hundred percent of the time. If that makes sense, like their answers yeah. can't be too clean. There needs mm-hmm. to be decisions to make. The issue is when the control deck is simply mindless, just do do the same thing every time. Like kill your kill all your guys, do all this, and I you can never run out of cards, you can never run out of, you know, your your important resources. In other card games, uh con- control decks like you can actually run a resource like World of Warcraft TCG or uh World of Warcraft has a TCG? It did. It died because Hearthstone existed. I see. Okay. But like, you know, control decks, like you're you needed to use your cards correctly, and like you need to, you know, you think about like, especially like the mirror, right? Because you're gonna have a lot of dead cards. Yeah. What do you but, do? What do you do in a control versus control matchup? And 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 so typically you want you want to if you think you're so pretty much you get in this position if you don't think you have a hand that can survive like if you think you're gonna lose ground in the mid game and you can tell this by looking at your hand like if you don't have a PG or some shit right yeah. Which, ha- which happens to some people. Well, I guess not Chicago, but you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> if you're missing some key thing, right, you're, then you might want to be a, a little bit more of the offensive. Because mm-hmm. you getting in that damage first is going to put you in a slightly better position. Like, you can win a lot of games by just getting that extra da- getting an extra damage early. Really? Like, the one damage like, can make a difference? Like, the difference between, like, two and three is, like, pretty big. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Like, when my opponent's at 2 damage, I'm like, I'm never going to kill him. When my opponent's at 3 damage, I'm like, maybe. Maybe I'll just get lucky and pull a double crit. Yeah. So, like, getting in that extra damage, just, you know, just put it out there. And it probably costs you a card to do it, right? Yeah. But it can, uh... It, it, it can be worth Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess uh, that's something, is... And a lot of people see you flip over that Link Joker starter or that Kagura starter. They start to get really passive and... They don't want to go on the offensive because they're afraid that they'll start doing their thing and then oh no, but, my yeah. stuff's gone. But then they'll get like to a do lot of these decks anyway. can either get there or in the case of Kagro because it's more of an aggro deck. You're just kind of giving them breathing room to attack you. So I think like Kagura's yeah, so, CB sounds like a death wish. Yeah, I mean sometimes there's. The cases where if your deck can't recover very well, 
then maybe you want to hold on to your cards a little longer because you just can't do anything if they start locking down your field. But then there are also some cases where it's going to happen anyways. You might as well get that damage in quickly. Maybe you'll get lucky they don't have a PG or their G-guard isn't enough to stop you and you might be able to just push through with triggers. Okay, so if you if your strategy is to not deny them CB, you should actually think about what they can use at CB for. And if you're ahead in the long game, if they don't use CB like on time, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But Overlords doesn't need that much because they can just purge you, right? Yeah. So yeah. like, what's the point? And also, like, uh, the Grade One Conroe unflips when the Vanguard attacks. So even if they're only running at two CB at a time, that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. Or the, um, and, and then in the case of Chaos, they have a Drake, too, that can just search, uh, unflip, too. So unless they're denying your opponent CB from the beginning, i.e. giving them zero, and Kagro probably still doesn't give a shit. I mean, yeah, they can't use the their starter, but whatever, I, I guess. Search. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, at that point, you're denying attacking them at all, so... Right, but then you're still losing, because you're taking guaranteed damage up to five, yeah. and then you mm-hmm. start everything. So you're just going to lose more cards later. But, like, so you need to think about how the game is going to play out. So bad, So good players can make, uh, So or I guess I should say decent players can always make the correct play. Good players have a plan and play that plan. Like, you should have a, a plan for how you want the game to go. Mm-hmm. And that plan is going to change based on what's in your hand, how the game is going, you know? Like, yeah. oh, my opponent three triggers on damage in a row. Like, I have to change my plan now. Like, I'm, I'm, my plan is not as effective as I thought it would be. Unless you're playing Blue Waves, then you don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but we're not. Yeah. Like, you always want to have some kind of... You want to try to force the game into a, into a, into a situation where... It'll, it'll, you know, it looks better, or, you know, it has the highest percentage to be a good game for you. Again, it's a card game, there's a lot of randomness. So you have to think about percent, like, what percentage, the, you know, that looks favorable. And you want to push it in those situations. So in that mm-hmm. case, it's what, rushing? Sometimes, yeah. That, that usually seems to be the strategy when, it, when it's like, how do I beat this? Nine times out of ten in Vanguard, it's rush it. Well... If I was playing Kagro, like if you're playing the, one of the most powerful decks, you don't need to rush. Yeah, yeah. Like if I get, you know, if you get super ahead, you can just be like, I'm playing super conservatively, no pass everything, you know, like, like no, you you, you can no pass with G guard from triggers. It doesn't matter, right? Because you're so far ahead, you're just not giving them the out to win the game. Yeah, I've seen so many people lose games that they were just fancily far ahead because they used something like three to pass a Vanguard, or in mm-hmm. old days they're like two to pass, and you'd be like, you can just drop an extra card and no pass. Yeah, and you take you close that door, that one door mm-hmm. of them winning the game. So when you're ahead, you can sacrifice a few cards to play extra conservatively, just to not give them that out. Makes I sense. think what happens is when people like we and we talked about this a few weeks ago, I believe, or at least we touched on it and moved on. When people feel like they're ahead, they play really sloppy. Well, yeah, because you you get this kind of like, oh yeah, I'm ahead. <laughs> yeah, you're part of GSS, and people are like, oh, I'm gonna be a fucking idiot now. <laughs> I didn't say yeah. The amount the amount of times where I've G assisted and then my opponent starts doing like dumb shit, I'm like, really? Come on, yeah. man! All that advantage is now just gone. When you're ahead, you should be playing more conservatively, and when you're behind, you have to play really risky. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of counterintuitive. We know, but 
Just... Well, playing risky when you're ahead is like, but you were already ahead. What are you playing risky for? Unless um, you just want to do the risky strategy because it's something you don't get to do often. Yeah, if you're playing for fun, do whatever the fuck you want. We're not going to stop you. But, like, in tournaments, come on, man. Try your best, at least. Play, you know, and, and you play what you think is best, right? Like, mm-hmm. obviously, nobody is, like, nobody can predict the future in Vanguard and it's going to play perfectly every game. Like, sometimes you make mistakes just, it's it, sometimes uh, plays are only mistakes because of information you gain after the fact. And you're like, oh, it would have been better to do this, but you can't worry about that. Mm-hmm. You made the right decision at the time, and that's all that matters. I just wanted to tell a little story. Uh, a while ago, or like, you know, year plus, uh, Matt told me that the matchup between Mega Colony and Linchoker is the grindiest matchup in the universe. This, oh, is, bef- yeah. this is before Gridora. So basically, the, like, the Linchoker player just lets their stuff get stunned so that the Mega Colony player draws cards every turn and then the Linkjoker player just grinds them out until they deck out. Right? Well, both players try to do that, right? Yeah. But, uh, so if you have to be playing enough Legion. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're playing, if, you, if, you're, if you're playing a Legion, it puts you a little, a little ahead in that game. Yeah. Which, Mega Colony was more likely to, I think. So I, I think it was a little different. All right, so, um, anyway, anyway, with all the new machine uh, uh, stuff in the Zoo Booster, my friend Dakota was uh, playing around with the machining stuff because it, it's you know it's dirt cheap, and uh, our friend Robert didn't want it; he just wanted the drawer stuff. So he puts together this machining deck that costs him like forty bucks. What? <laughs> and. Uh, you know, it's it's got he's still missing like destroyers and an overwhelm and stuff like that. But he he played against uh, my friend Dominic to you Nexus Core fans out there. He's Mister Main Phase, that guy. So they're playing against each other. It's chaos against Machine. I'm like, this is gonna take forever, and it did take forever. But because of Machining beat Atlas's skill, where you can put two of your rear guards in at the end phase after your stuff unlocks, he was just putting the locks away every turn, and then calling them back out again to attack with. So he was just pressuring Dom for the whole game, and eventually got the win with two Machining Mosquito Mark IIs. Like, it was it was kind of amazing to watch. I'm like, I I thought Chaos just had the win on this, and yeah, it took forever, but it, it, it was amazing, and I wish I would have filmed it. But I'm stupid, so yay. Look, man, you know why they call it a Kodak moment? Because you want to buy back when you have that moment. Are Kodaks even a thing anymore? I don't know, but that's not... Okay, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Quit ruining it. Okay. Everyone knows what a Kodak moment is. Yeah, although that that, uh, that expression is becoming more and more rare. So you're going to have people who are like, what's a Kodak? Are you calling me old? Are you calling me old? Yes. We're all, even though we're all in our 20s, we're all old. Somehow. Pretty rude. So in terms of playing against control decks and, like, people's opinions on them, like you said, a lot of people aren't really fans of playing against it. But is it good for the health of the game, you think? I think it is better than having a situation like Ripples. And the reason I think having control... Like, if control decks are good, it's not awful. As Assuming there's still other things that are, like, vaguely playable. Uh-huh. I think that... 
the circle answers to like that Kagro guy to get around resist kind of defeated the whole purpose of having resist in the first place. Yeah, that was kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. So I was sitting there. So I'm sitting there like they made this mechanic to kind of get around uh, the retire like retire effects, you know, lock effects, etc. And then they proceed to just immediately print cards that don't care. And then you're like, or not immediately, but you know, sometime after, they're just like, yeah, you know, resist was kind of dumb, so we're just gonna let it retire anything. And you're like, what? I mean, they, they were kind of starting to do that with uh, things like Defeat Flare and Gaia Dynast, where because the thing you picked wasn't the resist unit. Right, but those also have like more conditions attached to them, right? Like, retiring all is, is different than choosing, so it's fine that, uh, that it doesn't that it gets around resist, but to make it so you had to retire all, which was a more rare effect than just retarget a thing. Mm-hmm. But Destiny just doesn't even give a fuck. He's just like, that That circle, everything there goes away. It's kind of infuriating, actually. Yeah. Like, so the, this is extra long wording. I don't know, I just kind of uh, don't understand the point of the resist mechanic now. It seems like they're making resist to, like, stop counterplay, like Denial Griffin and uh, whatever the other G-Guard was, not the Feet Flare, the Flip G-Guard. Right, but uh, you can't target Advanced card. Or, no, sorry, mm-hmm. you can't target So I'm thinking Shroud, or the stupid Zoe thing. Yeah. I think uh, it has Shroud and not Hexproof, like it actually is. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, so... It seems like a lot of stuff gives resist nowadays instead of just having it. Right. You yeah. Know, well, part of that Thomas. is so that they can just spread it around the entire field instead of having to print everything with resist. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like like they made a bunch of counterplay cards like the Nile Griffin, Lacus Carina, uh, Advanced Guard, and then they started giving everything resist because they realized, like, to some degree, that uh, counterplay is kind of strong for a game as linear as Vanguard, where you can't really do anything about it. Like, you can't... So, you have so many more decisions in the attack step when you're playing a deck with these answers. Uh-huh. Like, like if you're playing Kagro, right, and your opponent attacks you with a rear guard, you're like, I could A, guard it, just normally. I could B, defeat player it, if I want to, right? You could take <laughs> it. You could, like, try to set up for a... Or, not defeat player, denograph in it. And then, they, or you could, like, I'm going to wait to attack a Vanguard, get his back row, and then his last attack sucks. So the way you get punished for that is your opponent attacking the other rear guard column first, right? No, his Vanguard triggers don't really do that much. But it's still annoying. I think, I like the, I like being able to, like, think about, I think from the player against Kagura, mm-hmm. if you like thinking about stuff, like, when do I want him to do an algorithm and when do I want him to do a player? Yeah. And, like, Try to like sense out those 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 plans. Uh, I think it can make the game a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, but kind of sucks when they have just this giant beat stick and purge and quit drive. Yay! Yeah, th- I think that's the part that's frustrating. I like the I like uh, how the deck functions, minus the fact that their cards are like destiny and purge, which is kind of ridiculous. Um, s- someone suggested for you know a new ban list was to put the purge to one. What? Yeah, what? I don't know why. That seems odd. That is odd. Yeah. Usually on the first one, that's when you win. <laughs> anyway. Or, like, you usually use Purge as, like, a, either, like, first try to push them to high damage if they're already at, like, three or more, or you just use it, like, second stride and beyond for tempo. <sighs> like, if you're trying to push for the game, you would use one of your restanders, and then 
like early game, unless you're trying to push your opponent to like four or five damage quickly, you're probably going to stride that rare stride where you can counterblast one if it's blazing, retire a thing, and draw a card. Yeah, whatever its name is. I know what you're talking about. I don't know. My my suggestion was putting Denial Driven to one, and I got absolutely crucified. Uh, I think that's more reasonable than a partial one. But, yeah, uh, but... I, I think the best decision, if you wanted to attack Cargro, is to simply get rid of Conroe again. Yeah, but, like, Conroe being able to just fish out a heal trigger to... So, like, they can G-guard if they can... If they think they can purge you early, then they can G-guard, have the GB3 gain a bunch of cards, or they could just go into their re-standers like Ziegenberg if they want to try push. And then also just having, like, Defeat Flare or Denial Griffin on hand to just wipe the board is, like, very strong. And then, in addition to that, you also get basically perfect rides, because if you're on... If you've got the wrong Overlord in your hand, you can Conroe into Conroe, and then Conroe fixes your ride. Conroe into Conroe. Conroe levels up. Yeah, if they ever make, like, a grade 2 Conroe, I'm gonna, like, there's too many of them. They did make another Conroe starter, but that one's useless. Right. Yeah. So, I was gonna say, like, the other thing I could think of is to hit the Destiny, because that's what allows Kagura to get around resist units, but then... If you hit it to one, they'll just Conroe it back out because they can chain Conroes into the correct ride. And then I don't think Bushiroad likes to just completely get rid of a card. And I don't think that would be particularly good either. I'm not sure how you guys feel about just getting rid of a card wholesale. Yeah, I don't think they don't need to ban uh, Destiny or the Purge. Just like maybe put like yeah. uh, Destiny to two or something. I don't know. That's, That's not thing. even like, like the only way for hitting Destiny to be effective is if they also hit Conroe, so that you can just fix your ride on demand. Yeah, I don't know. I, I maybe hitting Conroe wouldn't be the worst idea either. The starter, yeah. not the great one. I think it's the simplest idea. Yeah, like that is easily the thing that gives the deck the most consistency because. It gives you on-demand G-guards, which are still just very powerful for a myriad of reasons. And then uh, you can also, fi- if you already have a heal, you could fish for a PG if you need that. You could, fi- like I said, you could fix your ride. Mm-hmm. Like you could even grab a stride fodder if you're missing a grade three or a PG or whatever. Like, it, uh, yeah. but think about this huge downside, right? If you hit Destiny to one, they can't ultimate stride while on Destiny. That's oh, true. didn't even think of that. Yeah, they'd have to hit it to at least two then. What? I so mean, they they, they can't go into Vanguard's version of Benny Hill? That's like, oh no. I mean, they're never going to stride it anyway, right? So it doesn't matter. Like, it, there's a lot of like debate going on about that. Not a lot of people are thinking of ways to hit chaos. I've noticed, but that's also because they didn't get six out of eight top eights in Worlds. So that's probably why. I think Overlord is just a natural deck to play at Worlds. It's also a small event, so, like, people are going to pull cards. Like, so even if people don't have Overlords, they're just going to play it. It had the most recent support, because I don't believe the Stargate booster is out yet. Uh, it comes out, what, a couple weeks from now? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you mean for us. Yes, it does come out a couple weeks from now. So we didn't have booster to help Chaos. Yeah. I mean, so, I just think it's funny that one of Vanguard's quote-unquote control decks, even though that's not really fitting our definition, but whatever, for the sake of argument, oppresses another control deck. Right. I, I guess that's just the consequence of how this game works, because it's very linear, 
you just call cards to the field and attack with them. Yeah. Like, there wasn't any counterplay until they introduced Denial Griffin and things like that, aside from that one Eradicator card, but, like, nobody plays that. Yeah. What, don't forget about, uh, Blister Beetle. Brilliant Blister? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The I think that came out after like, GV, so... Did it? Oh, yeah. my bad. There's a promo. Right, I, that's that's why I can't remember when it came out, because I me never me remember when promo came out. Yeah, because like, if you click on things, it'll just say promo, and it won't tell you like when that came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like a lot of this game is just call cards, turn them sideways, probably find some way to call more cards or make the cards very big. So I think... Because of that, there's kind of a natural consequence where, of course, control decks are going to stop each other, too, because even though they have ways to, like, stop your opponent from playing the game, they also need... They still need to try and get six damage because they don't have those alternate win conditions except for Glendios and the leaders, technically, but, no, like, their win condition kind of sucks. So, unless you're going for Glendios' instant win, you have to still turn cards sideways and try to get your opponent to six damage. Or hope they deck out. Yeah, and a lot of the effects in your deck are, are on your rear guards. You have to call stuff, right? Like, yeah, like they have to call this guy. They're basically giving away a card for an effect and like an attack. So, well, especially now because one of Chaos's biggest win conditions is blue ball. Mm-hmm. So you, you kind of yeah. need your rear guards. I mean, granted, you, it doesn't really care what those rear guards are because they're all going to be fucking gigantic anyway. But also, Deluge is like a weird, uh, like kind of Purgian effect mm-hmm. there, where you pull two cards out of their hand and then give them a damage face down. Yeah, like I think what Bushiroad is intending now is that they use Stark as a finisher because triple restant, uh, triple attacker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I think they need to either, like, give Chaos an alternate win condition to actually, like, fit the full definition of a control deck that Matt gave, or give them some sort of big Vanguard-centric card, but then that's also ter- a terrifying prospect, because... I don't want like, Lock Joker to be better. <laughs> yeah, Locke is one of those ways that can, like, hard-stop you from playing the game. Yeah, and especially, like, yeah, some clans are getting... You know, cards that can counterplay against it, like Angel Feather, Aquaverse, Tachikaze. Yeah. But some are better than others in that respect. And also, the it, like some clans just don't have it <laughs> at mm-hmm. all. Like uh, some clans don't have And also sometimes, like, you can only like unflip, like, one or two things, and then Chaos' skill can let them just freely kill a card and draw. So it's kind of a calculated... If they lock down your entire field, which Chaos can, it's kind of a calculated risk to kind of get your resources back. Yeah, and in Tachikaze's case, A, you're not getting those cards back, and B, like, they still need to endorse something for that to happen, so if Chaos locks down all five, you're SOL. Like, mm-hmm. as opposed to, like, the Aquaforce one, which is a G-guard, or, you yeah. know, the Harry Stride or Asha, where it just puts it away for you. And that you also have to be able to, like, G-guard to get it face up, and then... There's also the problem where if that G, your unflip G guard is not the correct one for the situation, then you either have to drop more cards just to get, you know, your unlock unit face up so that you could 
have it ready for the next turn, or you don't use it and you can't unflip, and you're just gonna deal with a locked field. I don't know. I, I I like what they're they did with like okay, I can free things during my end phase, so they're not just being locked over and over again, like the like the machine in grade three or uh, Spike Brothers with the rising grade the new rising grade three. You can do that. You're like okay, I'm gonna put one of these away. Whoops. I'm gonna put one of these away and get a draw off it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, yeah, so some plans are just kind of didn't get anything. I mean, Murakumo got that thing where it's like pseudo resist, but Chaos doesn't care. It's just gonna call shit from drop anyway. Mm-hmm. And then, like one of the ways we used to be able to counter Chaos was uh, decks that could put their units away, like Pale Moon and Grand Blue, but then. They're just getting so much forced lock now. Yeah. Like, I think their thinking was that Chaos should be able to keep playing against those, but then, like, it's gone to a point where nothing can really counter it other than, like, pick and choose what you can, like, unlock or protect with resist and hope that they can't just uh, swarm your field with lock units and stop you playing the game. I mean, even worse is the fact that you can just call, like, it can make you call lock units over, over resist units. Mm-hmm. So you're, yeah, like, like we're getting to a point where like it's hard to counter lock. Yeah, I mean, like a, a lot of the unlocking is really, really slow. Like I think the fastest one is probably Angel Feather. Because mm-hmm. and that one requires you to have it on the field, or did it work from damage zone? I can't remember. No, no, you, oh, you counter blast you shove it in soul. How fast Seal Dragon is in unlocking? Seal Dragons? I believe they have exactly one unlock card. No freaking way! I have to look this. up. <laughs> it's a grade three. It's a grade what? It's a grade three. Okay. Gonna... Oh god. All right. So it's not blockade inferno. I'm guessing. Uh... It's definitely not blockade inferno. Okay. Let's see here. Some other shitty card. All right. I'll 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 I'll, fi- I'll figure this oh, out. I. It's Georgette. Georgette. Oh, there it is. Act counterblast one. Choose one of your locked cards and unlock it. Oh, I remember these. Like they released a bunch of these. Like. Limit break promos for like four or five clans that just they stuck one of the, they stuck that skill on it. I have this idea for a seal dragon where it's just a, a grade three continuous skill. All of the effects of your opponent's grade two rear guards are negated, and then when you stride, that effect is given to your stride. That's good. Um, oh yeah, another deck that can counter lock on mass is gold paladin now that they have militant actor dragon mm-hmm. um i remember richard he, he made a post on facebook about how he went to a locals which had a lot of chaos players and he's like what used to be one of my worst matchups is now one of the easiest in the universe because <laughs> you're like all right put him away call a new field oh it gets locked again put him away <laughs> Militant Act is pretty good. I just think it's funny that, like, even... See, that that's the kind of unfairness that Gold Paladin needs. It just needs it for other stuff now, too. I, th- I think the kind of, I guess... I, I The real overarching theme of this podcast has really been... Link Joker is really annoying. Cargo is really good. Yeah. See, that's yeah. the thing about Overlord, is, like... Nothing about Overlord feels particularly oppressive. It's just kind of a slog, because the deck is so well-rounded. Oh, yeah. the purge was really fucking oppressive to me, but that's just... Okay. <laughs> like, well, yeah, the free damage from purge is pretty oppressive. Right. <laughs> like, just and, like... the fact, and the fact that they just make it uh, no triggers, because fuck you. Well, it's like, there's no commitment you need for the purge. Mm-hmm. You're just like, I'm going to do it. 
And the, your opponent's like, all right. Yeah. It feels like, like a lot of the stuff is very under-costed. Like, there's no cost of, uh, you know, attached to it except flipping up a card. And putting a grade 3 from hand into soul, but who cares? Yeah, you know, you're at 3 damage, you're feeling alright, because, you know, your opponent's not calling very much. But, like, purge you to 4. And you're like, they're like, alright, I'm a quad driver or whatever. And you're like, oh. And then you're like, alright, I have to guard this. Purge you to 5, you know, quint drive or whatever. Guard a bunch of shit, because you have to. And they're like, alright, Ziegenberg. And you're like, fuck! It seems like a lot of uh, quad drive is uh, made very easily now. Right, but the quad drive isn't even the important part of Purge, right? Yeah. To me, the important yeah. part of Purge is poke you. <laughs> like, just the fact that it deals the damage is, like, incredibly frustrating. I mean, I've always thought the deal the damage cards were, like, super frustrating. Agreed. But, like, Dust? Even before Dust, I thought they were frustrating. I didn't think the Drag Ruler Phantom was that bad. Mm-hmm. But when you got to, like, Samuel or, like, was it the Stupid Witch? Mm-hmm. And there was, like, some other one. Like, why, why do they keep making these? <laughs> Like, I thought it would just be, like, a one-time thing with Dragler, and then they just kept doing it. I just, don't, I just don't really like the fact that, like, the entire game is based around, like, guarding, or attacking and guarding, and mm-hmm. they're just, their cards are just dealing damage. Yeah. Yeah. And then in, in, in Samuel's case, you have to have a full field and counterblast, too. And mm-hmm. the purge yeah. is flip something and put a card from hand to soul. How far are we going? GB3. Eh, whatever. No, it's not GB3. The other skill is GB3, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the slip skill is the GB three one. Still, no, actually, if anything, that hurts my case even more. Other skill you just do. You can just stride this guy immediately and be like, "Poke you." Yeah, like Rupier said, where where like you you can use it first stride to just, oh, I put you at four early because I got lucky crits. All right, let's put you at five. Uh-huh. Yep, you have to guard this now. Yeah, like you at two, like you know you can be at two damage, right? They stride the purge, you do the damage, and you're like, now I kind of am should guard his vanguard, right? Because you're at three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, where if you were at two, you could be like, whatever, no, no guard. It's, like, pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. And if, you know, if you're first starting this guy, hopefully you're not at more than three damage, so this GB3 doesn't even matter. So, what's interesting is you're at GB3, and you're at really low damage. This guy doesn't drive check very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put you to like two. Take at first stride, where, like, if you're at four damage, you're losing cards, but if you're at two damage on third stride, you're losing cards. <laughs> I assume this rarely comes up and doesn't matter, but sounds funny. You assume what? It rarely comes up and doesn't matter. Yeah, I guess so. So I wonder, like, if Bushiroad's going to keep that trend of, like, giving something that unlocks to clans, what do you think those are going to be to the ones that didn't get it? I imagine they're probably going to make more like the crit, where you can counterblast one, unflip two things. Honestly, I feel like that should have just been a generic thing that they gave everybody, and that would have been fine. Mm, maybe. Let's see, of the cards in... What clans were in this set again? It was DI, Shadows... Royals, Genesis. Royals, Genesis. Did they already give Genesis the unflipped crit? I think they... I think that was Genesis that got it, right? I... mm, What do you mean? Like... During the reveals, didn't they give Genesis the unflipped crit? I'm not sure. The one that can counterblast one unflipped two? I... I don't know. Yeah. It... It was either Royals or Genesis, and for some reason I'm thinking it's Genesis. Mm. Well, here, let's find out. Oh, Nubatama, also. Yeah, I'm trying to think, like, who would get the unflip G-guard, but, like, they've already revealed Royals, Gears, and Shadows, and none of them had it, so... Oh, and they just revealed Genesis in Monthly Bushiro, so they're not getting it either, so... Like, it's probably Nubatama. 
Like, if Nuba... Wait, didn't they reveal Nuba Thomas too? So nobody got an unflipped G-Guard. And yeah, I'm not seeing anything for Genesis. <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking that then. Well, because, I don't know, Angel Feather looks similar-ish? I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking that somebody got an unflipped crit during the set. Maybe we'll just look at the set reveals. I really don't think that's what happened. But So, what do you think's going to happen in, in the future with Control Decks? Shitty speculation time. So... I think for now they're just going to be good. Like, I don't think they're going to touch anything for a while. Yeah. But they do have to have the question, how do we get people to sell booster packs in the face of... Like, a bunch of recent support has not mattered because of Chaos and Kagura. Yeah. So, like, if in order for them to get people to start buying packs again, or, you know, start building decks, like, buying new cards, mm-hmm. they need to create... They, need, they, they have to give some incentive to build other decks. And uh, how, how do you fight this kind of stuff, right? Yeah. Prize are just so ridiculous. Either make better strides than Purge, mm-hmm. or go under which, it. Yeah, yeah, or create a bunch of grade two games that can basically just not let your opponent stride at all. I still think that they could do something like kind of like the Monarchs, where you know if you have no cards and if you have no face of cards in G Zone, get like X bonus. Have, have obviously for that to work, you'd have to have your grade three B. If you have no cards face up in G Zone, this unit gets triple drive. Right. But that's the only way they're going to make that work. But I don't know. It's definitely something interesting to think about. Seems like something Grand Blue would do. I don't know why. I could see Grand Blue pulling that off for Major Colony, at least the machinings. Mm-hmm. So yeah, control decks. Yay! I fucking hate them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's one of those things where like i know that they kind of need to be there just because it's an ecosystem and gotta be something you gotta learn to play against and but it's just it's so fucking boring well i don't mind that so i think at least in traditional card games there's like a puzzle to figure out like how much you want to extend versus a control deck uh-huh. but vanguard there's kind of an upper limit to how much you can extend and like if you just put a few things, they're all going to die anyway. Like, mm-hmm. everything you play, like, you're not even costing your opponent resources very much, because if you play things slowly, then they're just going to pull one at a, one a turn. I have the repeatable skills. And then if you don't... So if they you play everything out, then they're going to you know, spend as many resources as they have. So it's almost just better to load up and just go for it, rather than drag it out. Yeah. But you have some way of, like, repeatedly like, gaining advantage and, like... Unless you can, like, hold off for a couple turns and then just explode into multiple turns in a row. I guess it's just the way this game plays doesn't lend... It makes control feel very bad, because it's just, like, either you play the game or you don't at all, where other games you have, like, counter spells and traps and things like that, so you can kind of, like, remove the control elements if possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. and resist was the way to do that, and then... No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, but now resist is just like, okay, stop using denial, Griffin. Thanks. Yeah. And then it's almost meaningless after that. Or, and in the case of, like we said, with Purge and some cha- like some stuff in Chaos, you can just, yeah, your resist thing doesn't matter, call over it. Like always, Vanguard tends to, is the odd one out when it comes to normal card game mechanics. Yeah. That's one of those things, like, unless they introduce some kind of, like, spell slash trap system, like, there's no way for us to make Vanguard more I- interesting other than... Like, power creep above or beneath the existing cards. I'm pretty sure if he did that, it would just be Buddy Fight, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, it would. Pretty much. But nobody plays Buddy Fight for the stupid name, and apparently the format was kind of bad for a while. Yeah, that's what Richard told me. I hear it's still bad. I wanted to pay attention to it, but then, like, nobody plays it, so... I 
I, I just didn't like that whole concept of, uh, like, you're the one fighting. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to remove myself here. I don't want to be in, in the action. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's already, it's already the nerdiest goddamn thing in the universe. I don't want to be like, I'm fighting alongside my buddy. <laughs> Basically. Control X are fine, Control X and Vanguard maybe not fine. Yeah. And this is exactly by the way um Vanguard is set up. Like if you look at a game like Hearthstone too, mm-hmm. like there's enough like restriction on cards and like like aggro deck can still just thrash control decks. Like you're just like, alright, I'm gonna just curve out on you and you're gonna die. But there is no real curving out in Vanguard, right? Yeah. You have a nutty draw where your opponent dies on turn four. Which mean game or I mean or turn you know, prior to stride, I guess. I mean, not without your opponent having something to say about it. Makes sense, but... Yeah. I mean, like, every, every... the only way they could make this work is to introduce some sort of counterplay element that isn't G-Guard. Or, like, find a way to diversify G-Guards to replicate the effect that spells and traps in other games would have. Effect mailer. Uh... Yeah, like, that's the only way, is for them to make some sort of new guard mechanic that replicates, like, spells and crap to yeah. introduce that element into this game. Mm. Part of it is also that's um, a good idea. Well, like, why if you discard a stand trader, you can do this. That's like the... no, you put it on red ones and twos. Oh, explain. So now yeah. you have the choice of is it worth? And you give them like good skills on rear guard too. So you actually have a choice whether it's better to call or keep it in hand to guard with. Huh. I think, a much, I think this is a good idea actually. Yeah, because like there are <laughs> some like grade ones where like when you guard with this, you do this, but it doesn't have a skill on rear guard, so you're just like, well, I don't want to okay. call this. Don't give them GB1 skills. Bella. Yeah. I know that's what Boucher would do. They would do it and give everything a GB1 in your life. Yeah. This defeats the entire purpose of these cards. Yeah. I was thinking of something like the skill icons, like Intercept and Boost and all that, where like when you guard with a certain grade, it will do a thing. Hmm. Mm. That's also interesting. You might be onto something there. I, I, I think that would be a fun episode. I like epi- that less, but it's still pretty good. I think that would be a fun episode yeah. if we just kind of played with this idea uh if you guys want to hear about this or if you have ideas of your own please tweet us at nexus at night or uh you know at any of us so i'm at atlas novak i'm at wiggum i'm at plasma eclipse okay yeah so hooray I, I i did our sign up was there anything else you guys wanted to add before i interrupted you or no the idea is super fucking sweet yeah yeah I'm, I'm definitely on board with this so uh yeah until next time i was atlas I'm Matt. And I was Root Beer. And have a good night, everyone. I want to take the time to thank anybody who found this podcast. Uh, I also recommend sharing it with your friends, family, anybody who likes Vanguard. Uh, You can find us on SoundCloud or on your podcast app, that little purple thing that goes in the folder of the stuff you can't delete, like stocks. Who uses stocks? Anyway, you can also tweet... Me, Atlas Novak, so at A-T-L-A-S-N-O-V-A-C-K. You can also tweet at Nexus at Night, N-E-X-U-S-A-T-N-I-G-H-T. Or you can tweet the Nexus Core YouTube channel, so at N-E-X-U-S-C-O-R-P-S. Be sure to check out that YouTube channel. Uh, We have, you know, card fights and deck profiles and all that good stuff.